0: Hi guys, welcome back to Coffee, Crime, and Storytime. I'm Danielle, how y'all doing? I'm doing all right, a little tired, a little under the weather, but I'm ready and raring to go. And boy, do I have a story for you today. I was actually gonna do something different, but I wasn't really feeling it, and I sat, and I sat, and then I remembered this doozy. So, grab your coffee, grab your pop, your wine, whatever your beverage of choice is, and sit back and relax while I tell you the story of the stabbings for Slender Man. June tenth, two 2009, Slender Man made his debut on the internet. Eric Knudsen is the creative mind behind him. He had posted a picture of a slim, tall, dark figure who was hiding in the back of a picture of kids playing on the playground. You can find the photo online, and man, is it creepy. He claimed the photos were found in the Sterling City Library fire, and the photos had been taken the same day that 14 kids went missing. Other people began running with the idea Posting their own photos and embellishing the story behind him. And he was called Slender Man. Now, we know for a fact that Slender Man isn't real. Or, at least you should. Slender Man was created for Eric's entry into an online Photoshop contest. That's it. He's fake, and so is his story. He's termed as a creepypasta. For those of you who aren't familiar with that term, let me backtrack. Creepypasta is a term that's used for horror-like legends that get shared across the internet. It's kind of a generic blanket term for any kind of scary-related content that gets posted online. It's simply fiction, intended to scare the readers. Think us older generations telling stories around the summer camp campfire, except today's kids tell them online. But what happens when people, or more importantly children and young adults, confuse fact and fantasy? That is the crux of our story today. We are heading to Waukesha, Wisconsin. Here we have Morgan Geyser and Peyton Leitner, who were friends since a fateful lunch in fourth grade. They were the best of friends. They spent all their time together They were little girls. They played pretend. They played dress-up. They played typical girl games on sleepovers. They both loved kittens. What girl doesn't, just ask my cats. But all extremely innocent childhood things. But come sixth grade, things changed. In sixth grade, Morgan met a new girl named Anissa Weir. Anissa and Morgan bonded over something else. They bonded over Slenderman after seeing posts of him online. Peyton was not a fan. She preferred Harry Potter and her normal other interests, but she still tried to be part of the blend from two to three. Now, any girls listening, or maybe guys, I don't know, I can't state for certain, but we all know those formative childhood years... And friendships as they change In situations where there's a group of three Someone always seems to be the odd man out And unfortunately, that was Peyton Morgan and Anissa actually kind of taunted her about it Because she thought Slender Man was so scary They would send sight links of Slender Man They would send her scary messages Things they knew that she did not enjoy Now, Morgan had her own handful of issues that she brought into this friendship that probably could have been termed red flags, but hindsight is exactly that. Uh, For example, she once brought a hammer to school. She would throw bugs at the kids in class. Not exactly normal, though I hate using that word. Anissa had a habit of sticking up for Morgan. Peyton herself started to flourish and make some new friends as 6th grade continued, and it seemed like maybe Anissa and Morgan were possibly jealous. I don't know if that's the right sentiment, but you understand the emotion I'm going for anyway. Morgan's 12th birthday had just passed, and on the 30th of May, she was having a slumber party with Anissa and Peyton. They went to the skating rink, and then they had a sleepover, the following morning, Anissa and Morgan got up earlier before Peyton and began eating breakfast, which to me sets the tone for the day. You never want to be the last one up, am I right? So, Well, eventually they asked Morgan's mom to go to the local park. And while normally she would have said no, she allowed it because it was her daughter's birthday party. At the park, somehow things went south, at some point they had entered a bathroom to the park and Anissa knocked Peyton's head into the cement wall while Morgan held her. I'm not exactly sure how we jumped from there to the fact that they continued to play together. I'm, I'm not sure exactly how Peyton really felt about that, but she probably felt she had no choice. They'd been left at the park together. For whatever reason, the girls exited the bathroom And they began to play hide-and-seek. According to Peyton, Anissa told her to go hide in the woods by covering herself in some leaves. She said she remembers hearing Morgan count, and she could hear the other two talking while they searched for her. And the next thing she knew, Morgan was over top of her with a steak knife. Anissa, from somewhere off in the distance, said kitty now go ballistic and morgan quietly said to peyton don't be afraid i'm just a little kitty cat and then began stabbing her anissa stood by watching as peyton was stabbed 19 times 19 throughout her chest her arms her legs all over Peyton tried to escape, but she couldn't see, probably you know, woozy from shock. But she states they told her that they were going to go for help. Peyton knew better, uh, and she managed to crawl through the woods until she found the road and ran into a man named Greg Steinberg who was riding his bike. Greg called 911. And Peyton was able to tell EMTs the names of the girls who stabbed her, and police began to search for Morgan and Anissa. Morgan and Anissa were found near I-94, and they told investigators they were walking to Slender Man's mansion. Morgan and Anissa believed that they had had to prove their allegiance to Slender Man so they could go live with Slender Man in his mansion. And stabbing Peyton was the penance to get there. During interviews, it became evident that Morgan had absolutely no remorse. She had laid out three separate plans to kill Peyton. They had been planning this for six months. The first plan was to kill Peyton while she slept at the sleepover, but they had been too tired from skating. Let's just think about that, shall we? They were too tired from roller skating, so they decided not to stab their friend. I don't even know what to do with that. The second was the bathroom. Remember I told you about the random fight? They were trying to knock her out. Morgan told police it was because of the drain in the bathroom. It would take away the blood. And those two plans were because Morgan said it was, quote, easier to kill people when they are asleep or unconscious, and it's easier if you don't look at them in their eyes. This is a direct quote from a 12-year-old, and Morgan referred to her plan as flawless. Now, Morgan originally stated she couldn't remember who did the actual stabbing, But Anissa was in the other room, calmly stating the story and advised them it had been Morgan who did the stabbing, as she was too squeamish. Two hours into the interrogation, Anissa asked where Peyton's body was. She just calmly asked where Peyton's body was. That's when she was made aware that Peyton had survived the stabbing. Anissa asked if she was going to be able to go back to school since Peyton survived the stabbing. That's where you remember once again that they are 12 years old. When they asked Morgan what it felt like to stab her friend, she said it felt like nothing, like stabbing air. She mimes a stabbing motion and says, stab, stab, stabby, stab. That. That just makes my blood run cold. Anyway, during investigation, Morgan's room revealed over 50 hand-drawn photos of Slenderman. She also had photos in her locker. She was deep in her obsession. Um, They also found mutilated and dismembered dolls. I can't say much about that. I remember cutting my Barbie doll's hair, but mutilation is a whole nother topic. Her computer showed search history topics like how to get away with murdering someone and what kind of insane am I. Now, should the NSA ever check my search history, I'm screwed, simply by research for this podcast. But for a 12-year-old to be searching for the definition of her own insanity, that's not just scary. That's heartbreaking. So... How do you try 12-year-old girls of attempted murder? Do you try them as children or as adults? That in itself is its own hot topic. The judge determined that they could be a viable threat to society and all of the planning pointed it to being a case for first-degree premeditated or intentional homicide and it was determined that both girls would be tried as adults. Early in her trial, Morgan was diagnosed with early-onset schizophrenia, and a lot of sources state this is rare for a young girl, but her father had once also been hospitalized for the same thing in his youth, so there's something to be said about hereditary and genetics. Um Morgan was also diagnosed with ODD, which is Oppositional Defiant Disorder, and her doctor also testified that Morgan had been dealing with hallucinations since the age of three. Again, heartbreaking. Morgan took a plea deal, so her insanity defense couldn't be questioned, and she pled guilty to attempted first-degree intentional homicide. Her sentence was 40 years in a state institution. Anissa also took a plea deal, pleading guilty to second-degree intentional homicide. Remember, she didn't do the actual stabbing. And she was sentenced to 25 years in a state institution. Peyton herself is doing well. She states now she would thank Morgan if she ever spoke to her again, stating she has a plan for her life now because of everything that she's been through. Obviously, she wants nothing to do with them and seeks no communication. Um, She says for a very long time she would sleep with scissors under her pillow and she had a hard time trusting people or making any friends. Well, can you blame her? That's a wrap on today's story. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have one you'd like to hear or one you'd like to tell me, send me an email at coffeecrimestorytime@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and TikTok. Thanks for hanging with me today. I'm going to go refill my coffee and get started on the next episode. And as always... Until next time.